Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Um, this is What Do You Think of That? It's a podcast where I talk about movies or TV shows, particularly in the comic genre, and answer the question, what do you think of that? So today I will be giving my thoughts on CW's Arrow. For any of my viewers coming from YouTube to listen to the podcast, if you feel like I've already done this before, technically I have. Um, the video's audio was pretty poor. The video itself was not great. So I'm doing a remaster um, for the podcast because why not? Anyways, so what do you think of that? So since Arrow ended in the beginning of this year, well, beginning of last year, I thought that it'd be a good time to look back at where it began. Arrow debuted in 2012 and ran for a total of eight seasons. In that time, it earned its place as one of my top favorite shows of all time, but we'll get into that later. Today, we're just going to focus on season one. So, what did I think of it? Personally, I loved it. Out of the eight, which will be covered probably eventually. Uh, season one is definitely my favorite as far as the TV seasons go. Uh, I think Arrow's first season is amazing. I think it also introduces the series perfectly and leaves you without too many loose ends, um, which is something that I feel like later seasons struggle with. Uh, I think if you took away the other seven seasons and season one was just a show on its own, I feel like it's still compelling enough of a show to hold up on its own. Um, spoiler warning, uh, because the further now, I will be getting into spoilers of the season. But, I mean, the show came out, what, almost ten years ago now? Um, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's on Netflix. But also, why haven't you? And if you haven't, why are you really here? Anyways, um, so in its first season, we see Oliver Queen returning home with a list that he found um, from his father. He dones a green hood and a bow, and he becomes a vigilante that's known throughout the season as the Hood. One of the things I think his, this season did very, very well is to balance two storylines that run parallel and feed off of each other. In the present day, Oliver Queen learns of a plot to level the glades called The Undertaking, while in the past he meets new allies who help him to survive on the island while stopping a plot to destabilize China's economy. I, I'm pretty sure that's what the plot was. It's been a little bit of time since I watched the show. Um, it wasn't when I wrote the script, so I'm going to trust that. So, things that I liked. The plot. Um, I think generally the plot is pretty balanced. There's not a whole lot of subplots, which I think is something that later seasons struggle with, as I mentioned before, with the many loose ends. Um, it balances really well having its main plot, which is 
present-day undertaking story that I mentioned before. And then it has a few subplots for that, which is there's a subplot with Walter and Felicity kind of figuring out what it is that ties back into the main plot and kind of runs its course. There's a couple episodal plots, which, well, something you'll come to know is that I'm not a huge fan of episodal plots, um, but they all, for the most part, tie into the main plot, so I'll excuse it this once. Um, like, the Huntress arc was one. There was a couple more, like, I don't remember what the name of the family was. The Royal Flesh, I think, was what they were called. I don't know. That was one. There was <clears throat> there was a couple others. Not as important. Um, and then, of course, you also have the Island flashbacks, which run pretty cohesively with the main plot while also having their own story. And, you know, they bounce back and forth. They tie into each other. Um... Oliver has some knowledge in present day and then back on the island it kind of shows you where he got that um, and so I feel like overall it leads to like just a really great plot in general <laughs> normally I have a, another person on the show to bounce off of um, so I'm rambling slash sputtering a little bit here um so the next thing that i'm gonna get into is character breakdown uh because there's a lot of characters in the show that i really want to go over generally i'm gonna have what i call the big three in television which is what i deem to be the three most important characters and then our main villain so that'll be four characters and then i'll get into some more kind of side thoughts of minor characters so first character obviously we got to go with Oliver Queen slash the hood slash green arrow in this season it's just the hood every show is only as good as its main character I feel like arrow is no exception Stephen Amell's performance of Oliver Queen is amazing. I don't think that they could have done any sort of better casting for this show. Um, they balance his character. He has a lot of onset mysteries to his character that we learn later on, um, but keeps us engaged enough. He's not too OP as a main character like I feel like some main characters like of course he has plot armor because he's the main character which takes the stakes out a little bit but he's not like he still fails a lot like in episode 9 he loses at the end of the season Tommy dies like Oliver does not always win which I feel like is a, a struggle with some other characters that I can think of in other shows slash movies um, but not really in this one the next character I want to get into is John Diggle Diggle is my favorite character in the show hands down he's 
you know, funny, but also serious when he needs to be. He's the perfect, not exactly sidekick, but support to Oliver. He keeps him grounded and leveled and brings a little bit more of a positive outlook than Oliver has in this season, um, which really shapes Oliver as a character in later seasons. I don't know, it's hard to explain why I like Diggle's character. Um, yeah, he, the casting's great. David Ramsey did amazing. I'm just gonna double check it's David Ramsey because uh, that'll be, yeah, yeah, okay, David Ramsey. He does a great job portraying the character. There's never once where I feel like He's in a scene where he doesn't need to be. And I feel like his character isn't one that pops up way too often. It's like, when are we going to not be seeing this character? So, you know, there's a duality to him and Oliver that I feel like is good because he plays off Oliver in the way that Oliver plays off of him, and they complement each other that way. So, yeah, Diggle's my favorite character. I've said that three times now. That's not important, I'm realizing. Uh, so we're going to move on now. Um, Felicity Smoke. Felicity's character in this season is handled much better than I feel like they handle her character in later seasons. I feel like in later seasons they become maybe a little bit too opinionated or uh, CW has an agenda that they it doesn't work as well for the character that we've grown to know I'm not saying that, that Felicity's character is bad in later seasons I'm just I think that her character was written more poorly later but we're not talking about later seasons we're talking about this season and this season Felicity was amazing um, for most of it she doesn't even know Oliver's the hood he comes up with these pretty obvious lies i feel like but you know stupid lies uh, to why he has various things like a bullet ridden computer or coincidentally the same arrows that the dark archer has and i think just overall well i don't even what am i saying Goodness gracious, where's this episode gone? Yeah, stupid lies is what I was talking about. And um, as I mentioned earlier, she's in a plot with Walter Steele, um, helping him figure out kind of what's going on behind the curtain. And I feel like that's one of her more interesting things during the season. I mean, after episode 14, she starts helping out Oliver and Diggle in there crusade against crime um, which is really just Oliver's vendetta I guess you could say but she adds a nice human I guess is a good way to put it element to the team like Oliver is obviously Oliver and has a very grim outlook on how things should be handled John's his moral backbone um, but also is, you know, 
he's a soldier. Uh, Felicity is just very much the human element, and I feel like helps Oliver as the hood become a little bit more gracious, maybe, is the word that I'm thinking about. Yeah, I think that's all I have to say about Felicity's character. Um, so moving on, we have Malcolm Merlin, or the Dark Archer. And Malcolm's villain, maybe one of my favorite villains of the series, um, potentially only second to Slade Wilson, but we will get into him when we do the second season review, if I do a second season mm -hmm. review, um, I feel like he is, well, one, he falls victim to the issue that I feel like a lot of superhero villains do of he's just the main hero in a different costume, essentially, um, except slightly more powerful until the end of the season when suddenly Oliver can beat him. If that's, if I had one complaint about the show, it's that I feel like they didn't really handle the, how Oliver is suddenly able to beat Merlin very well. But other than that one thing, um, I don't know. He's not well motivated. Well, I mean, he's well motivated, but not in a relatable sense, I guess. Um, a lot of the things I like about his character don't come into play until later seasons, and so there's not a whole lot that I can say here, because I don't want to spoil later seasons too much, but I do really like his character, like I said, I don't know, he has something to him, I don't know what to do it, John Barrowman does a does this good job of making him mysterious and I guess lovable as a character, but also like hateable as a character, if that makes sense. Not quite to the extent of Wyatt Russell um, with the recent Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but you know, enough. So as I mentioned before, I'm going to get into some minor breakdowns now. They'll be sizably shorter but, you know, long enough to be worth adding to the thing. And most of these weren't in the original podcast, so for those of you who have seen this, one, the podcast's already been very different because I have no clue what I said in the last one. Um, and those opinions are probably still valid, um, but, you know, things change. Anyways, this is going to be one of those kind of more new segments. I think I did do one or two of these, maybe, in the old one, but I cut it out because I was quickly running out of time. Um, and also, it was, at that point, I was recording stuff at like midnight to one in the morning, and I was just tired, I wanted to go to bed. And as much as I script parts of this uh, podcast, um, 
most of it is, you know, off the cusp, which is why I stutter a lot, and there's a lot of blank space and a lot of nervous me not saying stuff or running out of things to say. But... <laughs> They're here now. So, first one I wanted to talk about was Slade. Slade, we don't see much in current day, but he is very prevalent. Actually, we don't see him at all in current day. I don't know what I'm talking about, but we do see him a lot in flashbacks. Um, like I said, he eventually becomes my favorite villain. Um, I feel like they do a really good job grounding his character, though, making him not just be a... a like... To the point where you can see where he, how he could become a bad guy, but also like when he does become a villain in season two, it's like, oh, that's such a clear-cut difference from his character in season one. And I appreciate that. They, they didn't just throw away his character because they're like, oh yeah, he's going to be a bad guy later. And we're just going to have him always be a bad guy. He trains Oliver mostly to the point at by the end of the season island flashback Oliver is at least decent at combat um we're led to believe that's where he had all his combat training we learn later that is absolutely not the case <laughs> but you know all that to say I really like Slate's character anyways moving on Tommy Tommy is one of my favorite characters not as much as Dale but I do like his character I'm sad that he dies in this season and that we rarely see him ever again um but I do like his character he's funny he's relatable sort of um I don't know he also I feel like he has a short character arc because he's only in one season like we don't get to see the full extent of uh i mean we get to see a character arc because it's a show and they have they have plenty of time to do that i'm getting very lost in what i'm trying to say here he goes from you know playboy sleep with sleeps around to very focused and you know a pretty decent guy um, so, yeah, I like his character, I think they handled him well, and he was pretty well written, in my opinion. Walter is another one of those characters that I really like. Um, we do see him a little bit in season two. Um, as much as I like Walter's character, I think if he was taken out of the show, like, there wouldn't be terribly huge impact like he does have his own subplot but it's not like a huge subplot and the reason I said this is I mean they, they take him out of the show at the end of the season and it doesn't affect the future seasons very much like they barely mention him outside of a couple mentions in season two they might mention him one other time in another season I am not 100% certain on that but I do like his character um, for as, maybe not little, but, you know, little that we see him. 
he's a decent character. He took over for Robert Queen after he died, and in more ways than one. Um, and yeah, he's just an overall nice guy. So Roy and Thea, I am grouping together because we see them both a lot at the same time. Um, I like both of their characters. They both, though, I feel like, at least in this, well, maybe not in this season, kind of in this season, I feel like they're very much the same character in, in a couple ways. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to justify that sentence. But I feel like they're kind of the same character. And if you understand what I'm saying, I applaud you. I realize I am confusing half the time. What am I saying? Goodness gracious. Uh, so yeah, we see Roy. He is obsessed with the arrow after he gets saved. I don't know. There's not a lot to say about Roy's character in this season, I feel like. Um, he does come into play a lot in later seasons. And I do like Roy Harper's character. I like his Arsenal character that we see in season three. I feel like he has a larger arc. It's just a slow arc. Like, you know? Um, and Thea is very much the same way. Thea, honestly, I feel like doesn't change much this season don't see a whole lot from her well we see a decent amount from her but I don't know I liked Thea a lot in later seasons wasn't as excited about her in this season I'll be honest so there's that Moira Queen much like Walter is um an integral part of the show was played really well. Otherwise, I don't, I don't have a lot of thoughts on her. Um, she does, you know, have a kind of major stake in it all because she's working with Malcolm Merlin for most of the season um, on this undertaking thing, albeit she's doing it reluctantly because basically the family's being threatened. But I feel like they write that really well and we see a redemption ish arc at the end where she alerts people before the earthquake machines go off and then immediately gets arrested so there's that i'll get into her character probably more in season two and i'll probably script out that episode a little bit more so i have more things to say but generally that's what i have to say about her character laurel lance in this I didn't want to not talk about her because I feel like hardcore fans of the show, which I guess I'm one of a little bit, but um, uh, um, they might come from my head if I didn't mention her. I am going to say something that is an unpopular opinion for sure. I don't like Laura Lance's character. She's a little bit more well-written in season four, but for most of these, it's just kind of clingy a little bit I don't know her character was a little annoying to me which is nothing against the actor or the character I just, 
not my kind of character. I know that's an unpopular opinion. I know a lot of people love Laura Lance, but I am not one of those people. So that's all I'm going to say about her character. Um, Yao Fei, sadly we do not see a lot of because he dies pretty quickly. But he's maybe one of my favorite characters this season, self-contained. Yao Fei might be one of my favorite characters. He's hilarious for the few times that he speaks. And he really is, I feel like, a large part of the inspiration for Oliver, at least in the flashback stories. Um, he also, you know, saved his life on multiple occasions, and I don't know, I don't know what else to add. I just really like Yalfei's character. He has a humor that I appreciate, and um, yeah, I didn't want to leave him out of the minor breakdowns if I'm only going to say a couple words about a couple characters. I definitely wanted to add him in. I acknowledge there are other characters that I could have talked about. I'm not going to do that. Some that come off the top of my mind. Lila, I could have talked about. Um, oh, I just had one and I completely lost it. But there are other characters. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, and I have nothing against those characters. I really thought that the storytelling character writing in the show was great. I just... I don't have the mental capacity to try and think of other characters right now, and I didn't really put them in the script, so I'm not going to do that. I am realizing I am very self-aware as a podcast. Like I'm, Initially, I wanted to be very dialed in, like very presentation, not mention that this is a podcast or that you know, I have a script, but I 100% do and am noticing that I am very much getting out of it, but I guess that's part of what would happen since I'm it's not fully scripted it's just some jotted notes anyways this is the more fun part of the podcast and in reality it's not probably going to be as cool in a podcast setting um it was part that I had done when I designed videos but this part in particular causes copyright claims that's the word that i'm looking for and um it has happened on every single one of the ones that i've done which is the original version of this and the last one because uh, i never did any more than that but i really like it I, it's a fun thing for me i feel like every podcast has a fun segment and if you guys wanted to go and search these on youtube all of them are findable pretty easily um and watch this while you listen to my opinions on it that's totally fine i encourage you to do so because it'll probably make a whole lot more sense um than me just talking to you about it i will try and do my best to describe the fight scenes that people who have watched the show know which one in specific i'm talking about um but yeah probably won't make this disclaimer at least not this long of a disclaimer about this segment in every podcast in the future, but I probably will still, you know, mention that you should go watch the scenes. Um, yeah, so let's get into it. I set this up the way I do it. I do my top five. I start from five, go down to two, and then before I reveal my number one, 
I go through some honorable mentions. There's normally about f three or five of those, which I know is kind of a, a big jump, but I'll try and rapid fire those a little bit. So number five on my list is the first encounter in episode nine between Oliver the Hood and Merlin the Dark Archer. This is the first time we see them fight. I feel like it's pretty well coordinated. We see that Oliver is severely outmatched. He loses in the end. Um, it's really the first time that we get to see the villain in action. So I really like this. Probably would go a little bit higher up on the list if it didn't suffer from being a plot fight, which is something I think I defined in the last one. But in case I did not, and in case you're a new viewer, listener, I'm still transferring them over from this streaming video editing part to audio only function. <laughs> a plot fight, as I define it, is a fight that only happens because the plot insists it does. Um, my number one ranking, I will admit, is a plot fight. But all the other ones aren't, so. At least not to as large a degree as this one is. Um, yeah, as I said, Oliver loses. It's their first fight. I think it's really well choreographed. We get to see both. Uh, okay, now I'm actually not so sure, but I feel like, if I remember correctly, we see both hand-to-hand -hand combat and archery skills, which I feel like really showcases both characters pretty well. Um, and I don't know. Yeah, that's why it's number five. Um, I can't remember if I mentioned or not. It's in episode nine, um, which is the Christmas episode. So, but it's pretty easy to find on, on YouTube. As I mentioned before, all of these are. So number four, my number four is the well, I define it as the mansion break-in, but it's when Laurel was kidnapped by what's-his-face? Um, can't remember his name, but anyways, Oliver has to break into this mansion of sorts to save her, and the guys like planned it out where there's specifically, I think 24 is what he said, guys, so that Oliver runs out of his arrows and little arrow knife thingies on his flechettes. I think that's how you pronounce that word. Um, and traps him of sorts. Anyways, I really like this. Uh, it's just fun to watch. Um, it has very Dark Knight type vibes. Dark Knight as in the character Batman, not as in the movie The Dark Knight. Um, so yeah, I, just, I really like that. That was in episode 13, by the way. I did not mention that. I know that for sure this time. Um, but yeah, so that's my number four. My number three is um, when Oliver goes to save Walter um, in Bloodhaven because Merlin had kidnapped him. Um, I define it as the hallway fight scene. It was the hallway fight scene that I knew of before Daredevil had one, which I guess doesn't really make sense 
how this podcast is coming out, but that's how I knew it. When people said the hallway fight scene, that's what I thought of. It's in episode 21. It's it's my number three. So I guess saying it's one of my favorite fights is kind of a given. But I really like this fight. It's just really cool. It's really well choreographed. There's like, I don't know, 10 guys that all of her fights in a hallway. I don't know how much. Go watch it. It's fun. It's exhilarating. I don't know. It's number three on my list. That's the best I got for you. My number two, so really my number one, if we're eliminating plot fights, is the home invasion fight from episode 20, where Oliver is housing Laurel and Tommy and Taylor, which is the kid that Laurel is watching, because his parents got murdered, and the assassin who murdered his parents, his name was Mr. Blank, comes and attacks the mansion he cuts the power, he kills the bodyguards, and then it's just him and Oliver, and it's two psychos going at it. Oliver obviously wins in the end, but there's a lot of cool stunts. We really get to see a lot more of Oliver's kind of raw ability. I don't know, I love this fight. I watch it all the time. So, go watch it. Um, then you might know a little bit more what I'm talking about. But that's my number two. So now we get into some honorable mentions. Um, first honorable mention, and this is purely because it is a plot fight, is the season finale fight between the Hood and the Dark Archer. Like I said, it's a plot fight, and so because of that, um, just takes you out of the fight a little bit for me. And as I mentioned earlier, it's like, all of a sudden, Oliver can beat Merlin, and that doesn't really make sense. Anyways, I'm getting nitpicky with it, but that's why it's an honorable mention. For all intents and purposes, it's like number six on the list, but I don't do up to six. I only do five. Well, technically, I'm doing ten, but you know what I mean. My next honorable mention, and it's not really a fight scene per se, it's more just action scene, but I... I like it. I think it deserves a mention. Uh, this is the setting up the lair segment in the first episode. Um, I don't know. It gets, it gets me pumped. Um, I try to work out every once in a while, and it's a good inspiration. I don't have anything really else to say about it. But, yeah, so that's that's... That's an honorable mention. The next honorable mention, and this, this is a really brief scene, and I'm actually going to make a, a video on it, probably. Maybe. We'll see how it goes. But it's in episode two. Oliver and Laurel are hanging out, and then in, people break into her apartment, and Diggle comes in to save them, and then one of them, it's either a gun or a knife, I can't remember, threatening, I'm pretty sure it was a gun, and they were holding a gun to Diggle, and then Oliver gets a butter knife and just throws it across the room, knocks the knife out. Really cool scene. Honorable mention, because I couldn't justify making it one of the top five. My next honorable mention is from episode five, when Oliver is under house arrest uh, for suspicion of being the hood, because he is. Um, but he has a plan for it. Anyways, uh, Merlin sends an assassin to try and kill him. Uh, and it just leads to this kind of cool fight scene, so yeah, 
Uh, and then the last honorable mention that I got is, um, it's in episode 16. Um, Oliver knows that there's a hit out on somebody, but he doesn't know who it is, but he knows it's from the triad, so he goes to interrogate them uh, at the dim sum restaurant. Am I pronouncing that right? I don't, I don't want to be mispronouncing it, but anyways, he goes to interrogate the guy, and then it segments back to him just having dinner with Tommy, uh, just a fun little transition kind of from the intense action that we got barely seconds before. So yeah, that's, um, those are my honorable mentions. Now we'll get to number one, which I'm sure is what you guys were looking for. Probably not though, because I'd be surprised if there's even listeners to this point. But here we go. My number one is from the first episode where Oliver and Tommy get kidnapped and then, you know, Oliver breaks out and kills everybody. Uh, which is a very brief summarization. Um, I think it sets a good precedent for the entire show. You know, we get to see a little bit more of just Oliver's instinct. We don't really know the characters as well. It's one of the first action scenes. I don't know what else to say about it. I really like it. Um, that's why it's my number one. Uh, but yeah. It's my number one. That's all I. That's all I have to say about it. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Um, I do plan on doing more and more regularly. I think my next one's either going to be on Titans season one and probably two. I might just group them together, or it's going to be on Falcon and the Winter Soldier because that just ended pretty recently as of when I'm recording these. Um. We'll see. It's going to be fun. I'd love to talk about them. If you enjoy this podcast, I'm not sure if you can follow on Anchor or not, but definitely check in with it um, because I will be posting on here semi-consistently. So... I hope you guys, you know, enjoy. And I'll see you guys next time.